Oh, yes, we are back on a Wednesday afternoon for the love of money. And we got a lot of financial issues to cover on this Wednesday afternoon. Last hour, we were talking about the rise in gas prices. If you missed that and you're going by a gas station, word to the wise, fill up, top out the tank if you can, because we're hearing, how about this, seven-cent increase. A seven-cent increase overnight. You can expect that tomorrow morning at the gas station. Meantime, interest rates, much rumored, but it's finally here. An interest rate hike from the Bank of Canada taking the interest rate today from 025 to 0.5%. For more on that, let's welcome in David McDonald, Senior Economist for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, who joins us now. David, always appreciate you joining us. Good afternoon. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, as I mentioned, much rumoured, a lot of talk about this over the last uh, several months. Uh, why did the Bank of Canada, why did they decide now that the time was right? Well, the concern is over inflation. I mean, the most recent figures we've got is of an inflation rate of 5.1% in the past year. And so at the last announcement, scheduled announcement of the Bank of Canada, they made extremely clear that they are going to embark now on a series of rate hikes. Uh, And this was the first meeting after that announcement. I mean, there was some speculation that these increases were actually going to happen last uh, last month when the uh, when the, the bank sort of started to pull in these high inflation figures. Uh, but they held off last month, and so we're seeing this first increase uh, this month um, at the same time as the, you know, as the, as the crisis in Ukraine. I mean, when it comes to inflation, which is what the bank is concerned about, uh, the big drivers in the past year have been uh, gas, house prices, food, and cars. Um, and two out of those four are almost certainly going to be higher when we get the next round of the inflation figures. Uh, gas is being driven up, as you were mentioning, just, uh, you know, just before this interview uh, to record highs, which is going to drive up the consumer price index. Uh, And interestingly, wheat is way up. Price of wheat is way up. Um, And this is because Ukraine is known as the breadbasket of Europe. uh, And if they aren't producing wheat, um, then uh, the price of wheat is going to go up and that will sort of work its way through the food chain to to likely to higher food prices. Although there's going to be a bit more of a delay there than the gas prices, which is, you know, almost immediate when it comes to the the impact on the the consumer price index. Okay, so when we talk gas, food, uh, housing prices as well, do you think that this hike of the interest rate today, will it have an immediate impact on inflation? Will it cool prices uh, in the short term? Oh, it it almost certainly won't. Uh, In terms of the gas and food prices, this has nothing to do with how much the federal government spends or provinces spend or what the Bank of Canada is doing is driven by uh, the war in Ukraine. Um, When it comes to houses and cars, um, we have actually seen uh, some of the supply chain bottlenecks on the cars front. I mean, this is particularly to do with bad ordering policy for chips for cars actually be cleared up over the course of the fall and we're seeing increased uh, shipments of cars. Uh, And so that may yield some decline in the price of new cars. On the houses front, uh, you know, this is the price of new houses or or the price of buying a house, rather. Um, This um, 0.25% increase in the overnight rate is going to have limited impact on home buyers. I mean, you know, there, there may be some impact on people who are newly getting a home, but for people that already have mortgages, three quarters of those mortgages are already fixed rates. So you're not going to see an impact until you have to refinance it. Uh, and for the, the remaining quarter, that's variable rate, um, the increase in the cost on a monthly basis would be in the neighborhood of, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars a month. So it's not the end of the world. Uh, and many of those mortgages don't even necessarily change the monthly payment. Uh, it just changes how much 
at the end of your term of the principal versus the um, the interest that you've paid off. And so you may well just keep paying the same monthly payment and it just takes longer to pay off the mortgage. So it's unlikely that a small point change like this is going to have any direct impact on the CPI. All right. So variable rate mortgages, those that hold a variable rate, should they really be taking note of what uh, happened today with the Bank of Canada? Should they be concerned? Should they start some sort of dialogue? Should they be talking to their financial institution or advisor? Yeah, it's not so much about the change today, but it's about what's likely to come over the next year, say. Um, you know, we saw rates that went up, uh, overnight rate that went up to 1.75% uh, since the last recession. And, you know, we're right now we're at half a percent. And so it's not so much that, you know, that this, this change is going to make or break anyone. Uh, it's that if you saw another 1, 1.5% increase in the overnight rate over the coming year, year and a half, um, that that might mean you should lock in now to avoid that increase because of course you can't lock in at exactly the rate that you have you you know you've got to put a bit of premium on top and then lock in at that higher rate uh, and so that's the type of calculation that I think people should start considering is whether um, whether they should lock in the rates going to be higher than what they're paying right now um, but it may be lower than what the rates are going to be a year from now so. All right, because that's a big question, I think, uh, with the announcement today on a lot of people's minds, David, is is this just one and done, this increase from 0.25 to 0.5% when it comes to the interest rate, or is just the, this the first of many to come? Yeah, this is almost certainly the first of many. I mean, this was telegraphed again this morning uh, that this is now going to be a period of very a fairly regular uh, increases in interest rates. Um, <clears throat> I think that now the process has started. Uh, it, it may well continue very regularly at 0.25, uh, you know, every every announcement or two. Um, the predicted the, what the bank expected in terms of growth in the fourth quarter um, came in higher than they expected. I and mean, it was 6.8 percent annualized growth in the fourth quarter. Um, and so, uh, again, I mean, that this is I, I think now they're saying that capacity utilization is back up to what it was pre pandemic. And therefore, um, they're going to have to start increasing this rate. Um, so certainly on the horizon, I mean, there's some concern, obviously, that the war in Ukraine is going to affect economic growth in Canada. Um, you know, if we've got further disruptions with international trade and so on, that's certainly a possibility. The other possibility is that it may well be good for Canada, or particular sec- sectors in Canada, uh, particularly in the prairies. Uh, so with much higher oil prices and much higher wheat prices, um, this could well be good for those, you know, the oil and gas industry, as well as farmers, particularly in the prairies. Uh, and so that benefit um, of those higher prices may offset other problems that may well occur in the economy due to, uh, you know, other disruptions. Um, and so it's not really clear at, at present whether we will, you know, we will suffer necessarily from the war in Ukraine, despite the fact people in Ukraine are certainly suffering. All right, and you may have touched on uh, this next question, which is, are there any other sort of impacts that we should be on the lookout for when it comes to this increase in interest rates? I mean, we've talked about the housing market, uh, mortgages, those invariable rate mortgages, but are there any other sort of impacts that we should really keep an eye on? Yeah, I mean, the the housing uh, one is the obvious one, but particularly looking at the investor side. I mean, this is really what's been driving prices in the last couple of years. Um, You know, interestingly, when the the stats came out from the census from 2021, uh, it showed that we've actually been building more houses um, than the increase in the number of families. So it's it's not so much a supply problem. We've actually been oversupplying the market. We have more houses today than we did, uh, you know, in 2016, the last time that, that we checked. And so, 
you know, but there isn't a rule that says that there's only one, you know, one family per house. That's not how it's allocated. There are also investors who can come in and buy one, two, three, four, five other houses or condos or units. Uh, and, and because they've access to additional leverage, they can drive up prices as a result of that. Um, again, you know, I think this is going to be a longer term trend of, of trying to watch to see whether investors start to get priced out of the market. Um, because of higher interest rates. I mean, that's not going to happen with a 0.25% change today. Um, but it might if you are at, you know, a 1% increase or 1.5% increase a year from now, we might start to see some change on the investor side. Um, and, and that might start to yield lower lower house prices. All right, David, just finally, can you put today's increase into some perspective for us, some historical perspective? I was mentioning off the top of the show this afternoon, I think back growing up in the 80s to the interest rates my parents paid when it came to uh, mortgages uh, and such. Just maybe, although people might be you know, a little disheartened or maybe even shocked to hear about this interest rate increase today from 0.25 to 0.5%, can you just maybe put this in perspective for us? Yeah, I mean, these are record low rates. I mean, we've never had rates this low, uh, historically speaking. I mean, we have since the last recession, um, since the Great Recession, where, uh, you know, rates rates dropped down to this low. And, and this is basically the lowest that the bank is willing to put them in, you know, in Europe, in places. They've gone below zero. You can get a you get a mortgage where the bank pays you back at the end of the mortgage sort of thing. It's, you know, it's a negative interest rate in some cases. Um, and so this is extraordinarily unusual. You know, even as we move from 0.25 to 0.5%, it continues to be extraordinarily unusual. Um, you know, even the highs over the last decade, which were, which were uh, just under 2%, that is extraordinarily unusual. That was the high over the last 10 years. So these rates are are extraordinarily low. Um, they're at emergency levels, quote unquote, uh, in order to encourage economic growth to try to help us recover from uh, the Great Recession, first of all, and then uh, the COVID recession that just happened. Um, these aren't normal. These are not normal rates. We're nowhere near normal rates. Um, it does drive economic growth because a whole bunch of people buy houses, and so you know you see more more house construction. Um, but the flip side is that it drives incredible bubbles. Uh, in asset prices. Uh, so this is, is houses, uh, but it's also things like stocks. And so you get huge increases in the valuation of these things because you can carry so much more debt uh, as the interest rate is very low. And so I think the bank is is rightly concerned that we want to get back to some level of interest rates that aren't just going to result in huge asset bubbles. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to crush economic growth in the process, which while it's been very strong over the second half of 2021, uh, was mm-hmm. pretty weak in the, in the start of the pandemic, and a lot of folks are hurting as a result. All right. David, really appreciate the analysis as always. Thanks, thanks sorry, so much for the time today. Thanks for having me. You bet. David McDonald, Senior Economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. And we're back after this. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.